Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Zach. Mm, yeah, what's up? Your movie sucks. My movie's the best that we've ever done. What? Yeah. Your movie's the best. My movie's the best. Your movie was complete garbage. No, 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 no. The movie you brought to the table this week was the worst piece of shit I've ever laid my eyes upon, whereas <laughs> mine was the purest not. piece of shit. False. Fake news. Fake news. My movies are the best movies. No greater movies exist. That the fact that you even consider your movie on a level that's mine is abominable. Is this where I chime in and say they were both dog shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> I was seeing how long I could stretch that out. Well done, boys. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, wow. It's oldie but a goodie. It's a show, we watch movies from 1987 in the order they came out in, and double whammy this week, double double episode, two movies, and they're both objectively the worst films we've seen this year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Objectively? You haven't heard my opinion on the films yet. Hmm. No, I think objectively works. <laughs> Sorry, mate. My name is Sandro, as always, joined by Zach. Hello there. And from Twitch and YouTube, our guest this week is Horror Gamer, Scorn. How you doing? I'm really well. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries. Thanks for subjecting yourself to these two films that we decided to talk mm. about. I'll, uh, I'll be quick to do my research next time before agreeing to such a thing in the future. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we made you watch two of these films. <laughs> oh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So you're a big horror guy. So we were like, we've got to get you on to do a horror. Jaws 4, obviously a horror. Even though Google says it's a thriller for some reason, it's a horror. And then also, you're a big DC Comics guy, so it makes sense that we do a Superman movie. Correct. And I actually have uh, a funny sort of little story for you boys. I um, Upon speaking with you back in the infancy of this idea and you'd sort of pitched jaws and superman to me mm. i was wrapped i'm on board both are iconic films yeah so i went back recently and i watched both of them to prepare for this mm. yes, yes jaws original iconic brilliant mm -hmm. the original superman christopher reeves iconic brilliant film mm. uh right up until very recently uh, i thought they were the two movies that we were going to be discussing oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah no 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 they're not <laughs> oh no <laughs> Yes, indeed. So I had to go back and subject myself just last night to uh, Jaws 4 and Superman 4 with gritted teeth. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so I was so excited for so long to discuss t two titans mm. of cinema. <laughs> and now you can. <laughs> and that dream is now gone. Fantastic. Well, you can give us the insight as to what you think compared to the original films. These films hold up. <laughs> Look, we've got some thoughts, but we can get stuck into them later. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll jump into it. There's going to be time codes in the uh, episode description, so you can jump to either of the or e either of the two movies as we talk about them. And then also at the end of the episode, we'll be doing a little bonus battle to see which of them is objectively the worst of these two movies. And by objectively, I mean not objectively at all because it's all opinion based. But also, it's the internet. Yeah, but our opinion is correct. 
So, mm. objective. But, of course, this is a show where we choose movies and things. And, Zach, I chose part of this week's episode, Superman, and then you were like, let's do Jaws as well. Yeah. What were the other films that came out this week, back in 87, that I could have chosen? Well, the other films that we had an option for was High Tide, which is a wholesome Australian drama about a mother and daughter. Mm. Uh, we had La Bamba, biopic about the life of rock and roll star uh, Richie Valens. And then uh, Summer School, which is about a gym teacher who is forced to teach an English class during summer. I hear, uh, Scorn, you could have had some, some great insight into this movie. Ah, uh, yeah, being an educator, I see, right? Oh, yes, of mm. course. No, I mean, you'd think so. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But, um... My whole career has just been based on one one simple premise of fake it till you make it. And I haven't got to the make it stage yet, so I'm currently still faking it. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all yeah. right. That's all right. Well, I mean, it's about a gym teacher who teaches English. I feel like that teacher is definitely faking it. <laughs> yeah, 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 mm. yeah. I think that, that goes with the movie. <laughs> oh, well, missed opportunity, clearly. I know. Oh, well. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit and missed it all together. It's amazing to me, one, that the, that the two films we're talking about this week were released during the summer blockbuster period, but also that all the films that came out this week were like, those three eh, sounding movies you'd probably mm. get those options in like February instead of July. They sound like January movies, to be honest, yeah. not gonna lie. And then also mm. these two objectively terrible films, which we should jump into. Uh, Scorn, what do you want to do first, Jaws or Superman? Um... I guess that's just a roll of the dice. Um, <sighs> Jaws is fresher in my mind if we want to knock Superman out of the way first. Uh, yeah. I don't know where that logic came from, but yep. it works. It was some sort of logic, which is what <laughs> we're going to grasp to, like the short straws that we constantly grasp to on this show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Superman 4, Quest for Peace, considered one of the worst movies ever made based off what some people consider to be the best movie ever made, which is the first Superman film. Zach, have you seen... You've obviously seen the first Superman film, right? There's no way you haven't. I may or may not have seen the first film. Hmm. I remember watching Superman as a child, but I can neither confirm nor deny if it was one, two, or three. Hmm. I do not remember it very well. But I remember this movie pretty well. What? Oh, no. You've seen this before? Uh, sort of. It was definitely a thing on TV at some point that I saw. Uh, you see, for me, uh, it like I'll have to take you back all the way to uh, the year of 2005, the year of uh, Blockbuster's death. But I was still going to Blockbuster, and I rented out uh, all five Superman movies, because, of course, Supergirl, also part of the canon. Mm. Of course. Even at such a young age, uh, I thought that this film sucked. Mm. I'm glad to hear your opinion has changed nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Scott? My, uh, my hatred of this movie has sort of followed me since a child also. Oh. Uh, I recall watching this with my father when I was quite young. Mm. And similar to yourself, I just, I know like deep in my bones that I've hated this since my first viewing as a child. Uh, I'd almost sort of blocked it completely from my mental lexicon. And it wasn't until I realized that we weren't reviewing Superman 1 that uh, I realized I had to rewatch this atrocity. Abomination. Is yes. that too harsh? No, no. not at all. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right. It, it, it 
parries the movie itself because there's an abomination in that. There itself. is. Uh, yeah. That that being the entire movie. Yeah, the entire movie is an abomination. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's a fascinating film. My first question that I want to kind of pose to you both is, is this so bad it's good? Because Supergirl is. Mm. Supergirl is atrocious, but it's very funny. I really enjoy that movie. I don't know if this one is so bad it's good though it might just be bad yeah but it's still kind of funny in moments there, there there's certain parts and certain like little tidbits and factoids about this movie that make it go like oh that's kind of neat but there is no part of the movie itself that has any form of endearing quality <laughs> to me i will argue that the second half of this movie is so bad it's good the first half is really boring, and it's like, get on with the story. Oh, he's he's saving the nukes. Yay. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's getting into relationship troubles. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can we get on to where the bad guy shows up, please? Yeah, a lot of a lot of their shtick didn't age real well. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, true. Lex Luthor's whistling Mozart. Woohoo. All right. <laughs> yeah, true. Is this movie going to start yet? <laughs> He's got a nephew that's like one or both of Bill and Ted, just their personality. It's Lex Luthor's <laughs> yes. nephew for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me a lot of um, Jamie Kennedy from that movie where he... Is it like thinks he's a gangster, but he's like this token white guy? Oh yeah, just that frenetic, chaotic energy. And I'm like, oh, what is this? It's an embarrassing film, quite frankly, unfortunately. And it wasn't actually going to be made at all. Uh, the whole reason this film happened was because Christopher Reeve wanted to make this movie called Street Smart. Uh, which also came out in 87 and also isn't very good. He wanted to make that movie and he was looking at studios to fund it and he came across Canon Group, uh, who made this movie. They're responsible for, for films like the Breaking franchise, Zach, that we did last year and a lot of other quite low-budget stuff. I think they also did uh, American Ninja 2. High-quality movies. Which is up on our Patreon. So he was like, all right, I'll 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 work with you all and do Superman 4 if you make this other movie that I really, really want to make. And so that's what they agreed to. And so they were forced to make this film, and no one wanted to be there. At least they got paid, I guess. Yeah, but not by much, considering how much the budget got axed. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You might have noticed, Zach, mm. uh, that there were scenes, well, particularly one scene used over and over again in the movie, which was Superman flying towards the camera. They used the same shot ten times in the movie. I, I had I, I had no, no idea that they reused that shot. Wow, that's crazy. Are you telling me it was the same shot over and over again? I barely noticed it. Yeah, because they were ages into filming the movie and their budget got axed. Yeah. And they had to cut stuff last minute. Mm -hmm. It looks like someone just took a Polaroid of him flying at the camera and just wiggled it in front of the camera. Mm. It was bad. Because I read somewhere that they spent like two, maybe even three months filming just Christopher Reeve on a green screen flying around for the first movie. And in this, yep. it was like maybe a week. So they had, they no, so I remember reading somewhere they had six months slated in to record all the flying motion capture and CGI, and they shaved off five months of the six months. Yeah. Ooh, okay. my lord. Yeah. The film was originally two hours and ten minutes as well. They cut 40 minutes out of it to try and, I guess, squeeze in more screenings, because if your film's over two hours long, it's hard to fit in uh, loads of screenings is in a day and also you don't have to film 45 minutes of film oh no they filmed it and <laughs> then they cut it oh they what yeah yeah they, their budget got cut they 
filmed 40 minutes of it and then got it from the... Wow. Yeah. They could have just not filmed that 40. Oh, my God. That hurts me so much. That's why the final act of the movie does feel unfinished, because it is. Ah. But they also filmed the stuff that's missing. I mm-hmm. God, I hated... I'm skipping right to the end where Superman's like, ah, yes, I figured it out with basic chemistry. <laughs> this was his weakness, and I figured it out. And it's like, I'm glad they explained that at the very last minute of the movie, because that's all I was thinking of, is what the hell is Superman doing? (laughs) How does he know what his weakness is? Ah! Anyway. Behind the scenes trouble, ahoy, on this film, really. It did cost $17 million, though. What do you both think it made in the box office? Well, I know that its original budget was about 30-something. Uh, and I heard that they got half of it cut, so that rounded down to 17, but apparently they only made what their original budget was. This is what I've read, so I want to say around the 30. I'm going to lock in 30. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go slightly less. I'm going to go, I'm going to, mostly out of spite, I'll do 16. <laughs> Six, 16 mil. <laughs> slightly less than the cut budget. Yes. Well, it made $36.7 million, uh, according um. to Wikipedia and IMDb. So I guess a success, but not really. I mean, it killed the franchise until 2006. Mm. Yeah, and back in the day, like, that's not really a sum of money to be sneezed at, I would have thought. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. It's a good way to kill a franchise, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much just interesting stuff, because Christopher Reeve, he wrote a lot of it himself. You can kind of tell that with the whole, like, nuke thing, which I'm sure we'll get into. But he also directed a lot of the action sequences as, as well, because the director that they had for the movie has done a lot of films before and good films but no like action sci-fi green screen work so Christopher Reeve was like well I know how to do this I guess I'm directing the moon sequence on my own (laughs) Scorn though Mm -hmm. question what was the plot of the movie? We're not going to do full synopsis reviews this week. We'll um we'll just kind of briefly touch on plot points and stuff. But what happens? What's the story? So ugh, my biggest takeaway is that there's sort of like two stories going on at once. Superman has sort of been tasked or has tasked himself with removing all nuclear weapons from the Earth. Mm. Uh, and in doing so, you know, put himself in a pretty good position to make some lucrative money off uh, nuclear weapons if he saw fit. Mm. And then there was another sort of subplot going on where it was some kid writing a letter to Superman about how could he let violence continue yep. or something. It was it was the nukes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kid was like, why don't you get rid of all the nukes, Superman, you stupid idiot? And so he does that. It's a weird lesson because the teacher is like, you got to write to Congress to get rid of the nukes. And the kid's like, the, the politics won't do any help. I'm going to write to Superman. Yeah, why don't we just write to the higher being? I feel like that's a way better idea. There's like some weird pseudo propaganda going on <laughs> during, which is pretty timely for the movie, I suppose. Yeah, it's 87, it's like Cold War times, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, for the era, but it's like, oh yeah. my God. And a lot of the time I found myself getting sucked out of, you know, that deep, complex plot by just the awful green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look past a lot of it, man. Yeah. I can't. Oh, oof. It's bad. It it's bad. It's, it's very bad. Oh, and then there's uh, Nuclear Man as well. He's in there somewhere. You know, the, the whole bad guy of the film. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that weird cracked out, <laughs> yeah. feline looking dude. Hey, 
but I loved his voice actor. <laughs> Doesn't the actor that plays Lex Luthor, he mispronounces nuclear. Yeah, it's like <laughs> nu- nuclear. Or no, nuclear. No, 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 no. Like, that, that's, that's the guy's name, right? It's the misspelling. Oh, the, the name. Oh, right, he's pronouncing the name correctly. Oh. Yes, not, not, not the bad, though. <laughs> uh. ah. <laughs> See, it all makes sense. It's all canonical. It all definitely yeah. all above board. Yeah. Yeah, the Lex Luthor plan, Zach. Please explain what his plan is. Okay. So. Step by step. You're, you're a rich billionaire genius. You, you, you know this because uh, you can whistle all of Mozart. <laughs> you're, you're just super intelligent. Mm. You're stuck in this criminal uh, labor camp thing. Uh, but here's the plan. So you get your nephew down oh, with his tricked-out sports car. Oh, no. With his, <laughs> his, with his epic surround sound. It, it, he tricks the policemen into hopping in the car. The car then traps them in the car and drives off a cliff. Mm. They survive it somehow. You, you then just leave while they're recovering from going off a cliff. Then you personally, instead of, I don't know, hiring anyone, go and rob the local museum to get Superman's single strand of hair that he's donated. Yep. You then use that and the power of science to launch a missile at the sun. Yep. Which, uh, or just launch it in general, and then Superman will throw it into the sun for you. Because that's what he's doing. He's, he's throwing all the nukes into the sun, yeah. Um, and using the power of the sun, you will... And genetic shenanigans... And magnets. And the magnets, definitely. Mm. You will create a... A clone of Superman, but a mutated clone that comes fully spandexed, and uh, you will be able to take down Superman. Is the person that plays Nuclear Man a WWE fighter or not? Because he looks like it. He does have the physique, but clearly he didn't have the voice because they uh, (laughs) redubbed his whole dialogue. Oh, yikes. Yeah. As soon as he spoke and it was the same voice and it's like, ah, yes, I see you have my voice, (laughs) you know, not your own voice that we've dubbed over. I was like, oh, so that was funny. And then the final, like, 40 minutes of the movie is just one really, really long fight between Nuclear Man and Superman. Mm. It kind of pauses, like, in the middle, but then it continues later on. Yeah. And it's quite terrible, but in a pretty funny way. I love it. There's the Wall of China scene that you've probably seen on YouTube where they destroy the Wall of China and then Superman rebuilds it with his mind somehow. That was uh, a victim of budget cuts too, which is a shame because originally he was supposed to be flying around fixing the wall at super speed. Uh... But budget cuts, so it's just the same shot of him looking from side to side with blue lasers coming from his eyeballs because blue's a different colour to red, so clearly they're the good lasers. Yes. That's the building laser that builds things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The much lesser talked about power of Superman, his rebuilding Mm. eye lasers. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. He gets frozen in a block of ice at some point up in space. Mm. I love the effect of him breaking out because it just cuts to, like, some glass or something shattering (laughs) and then cuts back to him. It's gone. How does he defeat Nuclear Man, though? He, like, wrapped him up in an elevator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, death by elevator. (laughs) Trapped him in an elevator and then via the elevator cable pulled him to the moon, (laughs) which was Mm. incredible. 
because that's what I would do. Mm. But I can't recall how he actually defeated the mans. Well, after he adjusts the flag on the moon, because they uh, pushed it over during their fight and somehow it's waving despite being in space, he yep. pulls the, the moon in front of the sun to block nuclear man's powers. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's like... The one thing you probably wouldn't want to put the Earth through is moving the sun. I mean, the moon, the other sun. Yeah. <laughs> the oceans would be a complete mess. No way. Yeah. He could just use his time-rewinding flying ability to reverse the damage to the Earth. Yeah, and he probably has a third eye laser yeah. color that we don't know about yet to fix that. It's called the tidal beam. It shoots, <laughs> it shoots from his eyes. He could have easily, yeah, he could have just gone back in time, decided not to donate the strand of hair, and then the movie yeah. wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But then the movie wouldn't have happened. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like that's a win-win. Yeah. All I could think of during this last fight is how does he know that the other guy's weakness is not being in the sun? Uh. Which they explain at the very end where he goes, oh, yes, it was basic chemistry. If you used him to shoot him into the sun, of course his weakness would be the sun. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? What? What about the moment when Nuclear Man really wants to kidnap Warfield because he saw her face in a newspaper? <laughs> it wasn't even that great of a flattering photo. It was kind of <laughs> ugly, to be honest. Yeah, obsessive creep right there, my guys. Uh, that's a whole storyline as well that's in this movie, is the Daily Planet is getting bought out by uh, tycoon David Warfield and his daughter Lacey, who's got a thing for Clark... Apparently. That's right. She has a quote. I wrote it down. How can one man be so square and so delicious? <laughs> great. <laughs> that would still work today, man. That would still 100% work today. I want to be square and delicious. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, She's not a bad performer. Honestly, better, better character than most of the other ones in the film. Didn't she proposition Clark Kent to have a double date with herself and Lois Lane uh, and Clark Kent and Superman? Yes. Yes. And Clark said yes, and I'm thinking, like, what a player, dude. Yeah, but also just say no. Yeah. That was a terrible situation <laughs> to be in. Just be like, oh, I can't, or oh, I don't want to, or, or oh, hey, my real identity is Superman and I'm dating the other one this is too awkward for me can we just stop the charade already yeah but no you have to have a slapstick goddamn uh thing where he swaps from superman to clark kent to superman uh back and forth uh so that they don't realize they're the same person also doesn't lois lane know that it's superman well yeah i wrote that down i was like how is this the fourth movie and she doesn't know she doesn't know because he keeps telling her getting advice from her and then kissing her and wiping her mind over and over again. Right. That's right. Yeah. Which is incredibly problematic. Superman in this movie, what are you doing, man? Honestly. It's pretty problematic. Yeah, so he's got two girls towing along at the same time, plus he's wiping the mind of the one that knows too much so he can go back to his happy mm. little life prior. It says a lot about our hero, I think. It does. And it doesn't put him in the most positive of lights. Yeah, neither does, like, debating whether he should get rid of the nukes or not. It's like, oh, my space parents say don't interfere. 
but maybe I should maybe I should actually get rid of these nukes. Oh no, what am I going to do? That's another whole part of this movie is that in of course the original Superman movie, he goes to the Fortress of Solitude to talk to his dad. In the second one, for the reshoots, he talks to his mum because Marlon Brando wouldn't come back. I can't remember who he talks to in the third one. But in this one, for some reason, instead of talking to either of his parents, he just talks to the council that kind of destroyed Krypton and gets advice from them. And their advice is the same advice that got their planet destroyed. Yeah. Essentially, don't do anything is what they said, which is ironically why they got wiped out. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There are some questionable choices that were made in this movie. <laughs> just just one or two. But hey, he gets he gets flashbacks from his mum whenever he's holding the power of Krypton. So that's that's the thing. <laughs> mm, that is a thing. It help helps him live. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's a point as well, after his first fight with Nuclear Man, he's dead. They cut a lot out of the final part of this movie. <laughs> He's dying, I think, and I then guess. he uses the power of Krypton to heal up. It's weird. I guess the final thing to talk about is probably John Cryer as Lenny Luthor. I only want to bring him up because he calls Superman the Dude of Steel, which was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's uh, big fix for that kid, too, was to hand him over to a priest, which is another thing that didn't age real well in this movie. <laughs> Oh, no. No, it did not. Yeah, yeah, it's off to some, like, Catholic boy school. And I'm like, uh. Yeah. First of all, he looks like he's in his mid-twenties. Second of all, this has not aged well at all. Yeah, also, also, I love just Luther in general was the least intimidating version of Lex Luthor I've ever seen in my <laughs> existence. Like, why did he himself go and rob the hair? That's so un... Lex Luthor. It is, yeah. Like yeah. doing manual labor. That's the the whole point is he's all brains and no brawn. Well, the original Superman movies in general, I think, kind of misuse Luthor. He's pretty good in two, but like in the first one, he's mainly there for physical comedy and then also to be the bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a weird version of Lex that we get in these movies. Yeah, that's and uh, um, you know that's that's fair. He he becomes a lot more Lex Luthor when, once he gets all his money and stuff and he's just letting, mm. you know, Nuclear Man do all his work. That felt very mm. Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, now that you're giving all me all this money, get the hell out. Otherwise, I'm going to get Nuclear Man to murder you. And I was like, ah, that's a very Lex Luthor move. I like that. Yeah. Overall, he was not very intimidating, <laughs> I found. No, Gene Hackman is not the... Uh... I, I suppose, again, like you said, Lex Luthor isn't typically an imposing character, but there is nothing inherently threatening about Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. It, it, look, it reminds me of, like, a dad figure. He just has this, like, yeah. dad vibe around <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Just not very uh, intimidating. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, good on him for not shaving his hair for this movie, though, because that's a big decision <laughs> to make as a person, you know? Mm. I, I, I love it when people in the Superman franchise refuse to shave their hair. <laughs> Like mustaches. Oh no! <laughs> ah, nice segue. Yeah. Well, that's probably Superman four done right there. Uh, look, mm. I feel like we even did it more of a service than it deserved. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's a scene where Clark Kent's in the gym and he looks like just the. Oh my goodness! <laughs> look, I didn't know how to bring up the gym scene. Okay, but is it Paul, the the personal trainer in the gym? There's just some random guy. 
Uh, it's the it's one of the trainers that the lady knows. Yeah, and he's supposed to be the alpha, like this head honcho, top dog of the gym, and I'm, I just can't buy it. You know, he's built like a wet cigarette out here trying to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> flaunt in front of Superman. Not that he knows it as Superman. Yeah, yeah. of course. But uh, I just can't buy into the, the physicality of that bigger cheese stringer. You know what I mean? Yeah, why didn't they get another beefcake? Like nuclear man, you know, get another wrestler, dude. Well, this mm. is back in the days of Hulk Hogan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, these are the boys back then, man. Wouldn't wouldn't have that been a great cameo? Obviously, they couldn't afford that because they had zero budget. Yeah. But, like, just a quick cameo mm. of, like, Hulk Hogan coming in. It's like... Single-handedly would have saved this movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Let's lift some steel, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, so it's clearly an awful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, like, the premise of the show is we either rate it an oldie or a goodie, but there are, like, worse than an oldie awards. There's also the meme mm. award for films that are so bad it's good. I think Supergirl got that. Mm. What do you think, Zach? Is this so bad it's good? Is this worse than an oldie or is this just an oldie? Um, oh, there's also the January movie award for films that feel like they came out in January. <laughs> It, it it's just like it's not bad enough that it was good. There was a lot of moments that were like I feel like Nuclear Man as a whole is just so bad it's good. Mm. What what was that scene where he was like blowing up cars and levitating civilians, throwing them around, and Superman mm. was just standing there doing nothing? <laughs> like what the fuck was that scene? Was Classic so Superman behavior. Yeah, just sitting there and watching civilians die, going, "No, please don't do it." Yeah, like think think of the civilians. I was like, oh my god, this is garbage. So I'm going to give it the January award because it feels like... Both these movies, spoiler, I want to give the January because it feels like they should have come out in January. I, I don't agree with that. I Yeah, I mm. would go for January movie awards for both of these. What do you think, Scott? Based on that tier system, I, I would agree with the January rating. And I don't want to sound like I'm leaning too much into my hatred for this. It's not a meme. Like, my... my loathing of this film runs deep okay this Mm. is like a childhood hatred that's followed me my whole life like a fucking dark cloud man i (laughs) i just yeah is is january the the lowest rating that we have it's one of the lowest there is the go to jail award which is for films that are creepy and gross i don't think this one okay no i mean superman's pretty creepy in this yeah well i mean he, he he does try to double date women and erase their minds to try keep playing the field and there is creepy like handing over boys to priests but i don't think contextually that that was creepy you can make a new award if you like, like um, um, suppressed hatred award. Yeah, suppressed. just uh, boiling <laughs> hatred award. And I mean, that can be reserved for special, special occasions. I give you guys my uh, my blessing to use that in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm sure I'll get yeah. good use of it. Excellent. Glad I could help. It goes to show a lot, though, that I was never bored during Superman 4 compared to the next movie we're going to talk about, which is Jaws 4, The Revenge, in which I was constantly on a scale of this is amazingly what the hell did they think they were making and also I'm incredibly bored right now, Mm. whereas with Superman it was constantly what did they think they were making Mm. and never quite tipped over to the bored level. I I was bored in Superman. I was bored at the start of Superman and when in the middle of fighting Nuclear Man, they just took a break so he could mope about and then (laughs) get crypto powers. I was like, wait, you just stopped fighting for a bit? (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Yeah. I was bored during Superman. But yeah, let's see what you're talking. But anyway, we'll talk about Jaws 4 right now. Uh, that's good to hear that you rewatched the first one. I've rewatched it as well. It's a good film, isn't it, that first one? Oh, it's unreal. And uh, what I was scared was going to happen, and it's the same thing that happens a lot of the time when I go back to watch films that I adored from my uh, younger years, those iconic cult classics. That, uh, you know, they, they stand the test of time if you're able to sort of time travel yourself back to those times when they came out or when they were new. Mm. You know, I can watch an old film completely self-aware that it's an old film and I can sort of, I can get into it, but there are some films that just don't stand that test of time. And I wish that uh, I'd never rewatched that movie and just held on to the memory of how good I thought it was. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? There, there are a few films that I've gone my whole life going like, that was such an amazing film without having rewatched it, you know, for 10, 15 years. And then when I come around to watching it again, yeah. I go, oh shit. Oh no. You know, yeah. oh, oh, that's true. And I was worried that Jaws was going to be that for me. But it wasn't. It was still great. It was still great. Yeah, it's good. Jaws 4, though. Uh, not, not Boiling Hatred. Oh, okay. It didn't win the Boiling Hatred uh, because I feel like I needed to feel something for it to qualify for <laughs> Boiling Hatred. Yeah, you got it there. You kind of nailed it with just boring. Just fucking boring. Like, Michael Caine can't save this movie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I thought he tried. He tried. He really did. He tried. And he was probably one of the most endearing qualities about it. Uh, he was the only, for my opinion. Uh, yeah, probably. Have you seen Jaws 2 or 3? I haven't seen it in either of them. Uh, I don't think I have. If I have, uh, it would have been many, many moons ago. I, I have. You have? You have? Yeah, I, I have. But it was a long time ago. Yeah, I watched 1, 2, and 3. But not four. Yeah. So I'm glad I could complete my collection. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, and the first movie, obviously, is it, uh, I, I would say, really holds up. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Just in general. It's, it's just really good. Two and three. Uh, look, two felt like a, a little bit of a cash grab. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, then I take that statement back because three exists. <laughs> uh, getting to four, I am drained physically and mentally of all of all emotion, yeah. as as uh, as cleanly pointed out. And I feel nothing as I watch this man get murdered while Christmas carols are singing. <laughs> yeah, I feel nothing. Yeah, maybe a slight bit of joy that we're we're getting we're getting into the murder. That was probably we're talking about endearing qualities. Uh, well, we weren't really, but Michael Caine, big love to that man. The only other thing that I can say about this movie that was positive was that they killed the guy that I thought was going to be the main character in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Sorry, everyone. That's true. That's true. I thought they were setting that pretty boy town cop up to be, you know, the hero. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Because, okay, for some reason, the Jaws franchise decided to focus on the Brody family. Yeah. A completely stupid idea. It should have become an anthology series or something. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Wouldn't that make sense? Because sharks travel across the globe. <laughs> so it would make sense if, you know, there was different cases of shark, me mega shark attack thing. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking... Lake sharks, whatever the shit they want to do. They, they, Loch Ness shark, you know? Have an Irish family fight a shark. A crocodile know? movie set in Australia. That would have worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's a shark. <laughs> Except it's a croc shark. Mm. <laughs> it's a croc shark. That's probably a movie, to be honest. Probably. It works in Friday the 13th. 
<laughs> Guess they work here, right? Yeah. Same killer, different characters. Yeah. Always a good move. They decided to focus on the family. Dumb move. So the plot of Jaws the Revenge, I can probably say it in under a minute because it's ridiculously mm. light. All right, I'm timing. Go. Ellen Brody, uh, her husband died of a heart attack but also was killed by a shark. Apparently there is conflicting reports in the movie about how he died. She's on her own now with the son and the son dies and she's like, oh no, my son died in a shark attack. I guess that means a shark wants revenge on my family because my husband also died of a shark attack, even though I said he died of a heart attack just before I'm going to get the rest of my family up together they recast Dennis Quaid as my other son and now he's some other kid and we're going to go and we're going to go do things and Michael Caine and and fall in in love and I think of sharks travelling halfway across the world to kill my whole family and also I've got a psychic connection to the shark (laughs) alright that was 54 seconds roughly ah well done done well done that's the whole plot of the movie um what? yeah I don't (laughs) know man It was a crazy time, psychic dude. connection to the shark. I forgot she had the psychic connection to the shark. She can sense when it's nearby. Oh, that's so stupid. So, okay, they yeah. kill the shark at the end of Jaws, and at the end of Jaws 2, and at the end of Jaws 3. Mm-hmm. So what shark is this? Isn't it the husband-daughter shark? It's the, it's the, it's the mother-in-law shark. Yeah, there's a long family tree of pissed off sharks that want revenge on this family, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They really hate this specific family yeah. and know exactly where they are and can follow them even when they take planes and also know... And have ex- literally nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it makes no fucking sense. Why, mm-hmm. why... Why does the shark want revenge? How can it tell where they are and who they are and which is of the bloodline I, of this person? This this has to be a story of mental illness, right? Ellen Brody's clearly got some mental troubles. Yeah. That's got to be the plot. This can't actually be a movie about a psychic connection between a woman and a shark. You know what it is? It's because of the psychic connection. The shark is using her, and that's how the shark knows where they are and what's happening. Right, right. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Does it? Does it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh my god, I love the effects of the shark. It made me laugh every time the shark came on screen. <laughs> well, that's another thing, man. Like, Jaws 1 is, like, renowned for its sort of, like, groundbreaking effects. Mm. You know what I mean? And then that is completely absent from this film. Completely absent. I liked how blood appeared around the shark every time it went to attack before it attacked someone. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. It chewed the <laughs> side great. of a boat, just chewed some wood off the side of a boat, blood red water. Blood. Yeah. As far as you can see. Yeah. Just blood. Well, the, the boat's injured. It would yeah, bleed. It's a good point. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a boat doctor. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the shark tend to roar yep. every yep. time it would attack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I found uh, quite, quite fascinating. This was a very rare breed of roaring shark. Now, I mean, I've never seen a shark up close, so I don't know if they roar or not. I can't fact check that myself, you know what I mean? I, I am also from 1987, so I don't know how <laughs> sharks work. Yeah, they might have been different back then. They might have mm-hmm. roared, I don't know. Yeah, nowadays they don't have... They don't have pent-up rage against families uh, that murdered their bloodline or superhero movies, so they they don't roar anymore. Yeah, right. Which is unfortunate. Gotcha. Okay. So you can probably relate with this shark, with the pent-up anger. Yeah, so basically I was that shark after watching Superman 4. Ah. (laughs) 
You are hunting down the Superman bloodline. Yeah. I've got some quotes here. I've got some quotes. Okay. The first quote is actually a quote from the credits, the opening credits, which says, music based off John Williams' score. They almost try to make you think that the music is by John Williams. Yeah. And then they say, adapted by this other person. They almost kind of trick you there. Mm. It's a bit of a trick. Yep, yep. Sneaky devils. There's, of course, the classic quote, Mum, sharks don't murder, which was great. (laughs) Well... Yeah, they don't. Uh, at some point in the movie, two people are talking, their husband and wife, and the husband's like, I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder. I've dreamed of it since I was a small boy. That's a line in this movie. Relatable. <laughs> I um, I actually had to rewind watching it. Uh, I'm like, did he honestly just admit that he had fantasies as a little boy of sleeping with an angry welder? Yep. <laughs> yes, he did. Hell Yeah. Hey, look, I can relate to that at least. If I can't relate to anything in these two <laughs> movies, it's this one line. I would absolutely love to to make love to an angry welder after we argued about the garbage. <laughs> the scriptwriter was clearly trying to get fired. He's sitting there, like, you know, tapping his fingers together like Mr. Burns. <laughs> and uh, he's watching him shoot it going like, are you fucking kidding? They said it. They said it? They said the line. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, there's a a writer's room where they're like, how far can we push this? (laughs) How far can we go before they say no? Uh, There's a whole behind-the-scenes story as to why this was made. But, But the final quote that I've got, right at the end of the movie, we get the incredible line. Just, it should have won awards, this line, for why the shark is coming after a plane. The line is, that shark's going to come for the plane. It's attracted to the electromagnetic metal on it. Oh, oh sharks work. Also, magnets. Magnets. <laughs> magnets. How do they work? Am I right? Yeah, wow. Also, that guy lived. What a, what a dumb ending. Why did that... The one guy, like, sacrificed himself to put the, the bomb thing, the... Whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. I'm not sure what it was. But whatever it was, it works. Just ask him because he'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then he was like sacrificed himself, but then he didn't at all because he lived and it was fine. And I was like, what is what is happening with this movie? Wikipedia synopsis. They put a device that emits electrical impulses inside of the shark and that causes it to blow up. Wait, I thought it was them spearheading the shark with the boat that made it blow up. Uh, didn't wait no holy fuck no hey whoa correct me if i'm wrong probably wrong Mm. couldn't care less because this movie sucks um (laughs) so they're they're using those weird electromag it looks like a flashlight if you ask me yeah nah that couldn't be a flashlight you're you're wrong (laughs) that's that's definitely not (laughs) yeah you're right my bad sorry how foolish (laughs) of me but that forces the shark to jump out of the water and the whole i don't know i don't know nautical terminology but there's like a fucking pole out the front of the boat that has been like broken where the shark had once bit it. And uh, so now it's this sort of sharp pole. Yes. Sorry, I'm not doing a great job of describing this fucking thing. But as the shark jumps out of the water, mum steers the boat into the shark, shark explodes. At least that was my takeaway. Oh, I think that is what happens. Mm. Yeah, but I, I thought it was the ship ramming into it that exploded the device which killed it. Oh, oh, what an incredibly lucky shot. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought the movie was saying. Oh, oh there's there's two versions of the ending. Oh, shit. Ooh. In one version, the shark gets impaled and dies on the boat. In another version, it explodes. Oh, it exploded in my uh, version. And also, the guy who put the device inside of the shark dies in the original ending. Oh, thank goodness. I'm glad. There's explosion and non-explosion. <laughs> right. So wait, there's an ending where it gets skewered... And doesn't explode, and the guy still dies. Yes. Huh. Damn it. Because I, wa- I want the ending where the shark explodes, <laughs> because that's great. Yeah. And the guy dies, because he should have died. What the heck? He should have. True. Yeah, that was... I was offended by the movie when that guy lived. This cost $23 million. Huh. What? This cost more than Superman. They had to hire boats? Is that the... Re- I don't know. <laughs> that, no, they were in the Bahamas, so they had to spend money on tequila and, you know... Oh, it's an Adam Sandler, we went on a holiday trip movie. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, this is just an excuse for a holiday. It makes, it makes total sense. Uh, what do you think it made in in the box office score? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck! If this if this went over a hundred mil, <laughs> like in its entire life, uh, look, no, I'll lowball myself. I think fifty. Okay, mm. I think fifty. I, I'm once again going to go with the hopeful fifteen mil. Right, it made fifty mil. <laughs> oh, yo, let's go! 50. No, did it actually? Oh, it actually did. Oh yeah. No. People went and saw this. More, it, it made more money than Superman. Wow, that's some sort of crime. <laughs> now I'm filled with burning rage. <laughs> Yeah. Is there any other plot points to discuss with this movie? There isn't, is there? Uh, there's the love. There's the love thing where uh, Michael Caine and what's her lady, they fall in love, and then the son's like, I don't like Michael Caine trying to bang my mum, girl. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that, but I feel like you already just summarised it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, I just summarised the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn it. Uh, Michael Caine, he loves to tell stories. Um, uh, was there a point of the granddaughter? Hmm? Like, she she was in it a lot, the granddaughter. Or yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was an object to be nearly eaten, but not, because the movie wanted that, that sweet M rating and not the R one. Right, of no. course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. This is January award, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very boring, like most January <laughs> movies. Did this make mm. it to theaters? Yep, yep. This did make it to theaters, so this wasn't like a straight to home. Well, I guess cassette. No, that's that's Jaws Five. <laughs> Right, of course, which was later retitled Sharknado. That was... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want a real kick in the gut. This came out last week, so this was an alternate option last week. The film we did last week was Robocop. This film made $51 million. Robocop made $53 million. Oh, that oh. is a kick in the gut. Like, just oh. this garbage and Robocop makes the same amount of money. Oh, that hurts. But it's proof that a franchise can carry like an audience you know what i mean you just tag that name onto it you don't need to tell disney twice (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong Uh, you know what we could use a live action remake of jaws (laughs) a january award for that one oh without a second thought yeah yeah this this was definitely the more january of the two films because I felt like I enjoyed, I genuinely enjoyed the stupidness of Superman a lot. Whereas this one, I was a bit like, what, what is going on? What, why is the shark revenge? Why is, why is she psychic? 
Why? 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 And there's no explanations, Why? Why? and there's no, like, it doesn't go deep enough for us to do a full synopsis review on this. There's just nothing there. Why is Michael Caine in this movie? <laughs> Why is he in this? Oh, well, money, I guess. Yeah, things might have been tough back then. Also, uh, the main actress, Lorraine Gray, she was married to, to the studio head, and that's why they made the movie. Oh, okay. Great. Wow. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. She is terrible in this film. <laughs> really bad. She, look, is pretty god-awful. So we do a segment here. It's mainly on our Patreon at the moment, actually. But mm. every now and then, we bring it across to the main show, which is the bonus battle. Oh. We want to figure out which of these is actually the worst. We did just discuss it, and I think we both agree. Mm. We all agree <laughs> that they're both yeah. the worst in different elements. But we want a point-based system to really just hammer home which of these is the worst. So okay. the bonus battle, we're going to mm. come up with a couple categories, three to five, and then we're going to rank mm. it. We're going to give our own rankings based on those categories out of five. Then I'm going to add them up. And the one with the most points mm. wins because it's slightly better than the other one. Okay. Special effects is what I put forward as our first category. Right. Okay. Not a strong category for either. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Which is why I put it forward. Wait, so does one suck and five means it's awesome? Uh, or vice versa? That works. No, what you said first works. Okay. Uh, what else do we want? Story? Story's a good one. That should be a category. Yeah. Cool. Characters. <laughs> that shark had great personality. Longevity or rewatchability? Um, rewatchability. Yeah. Okay. All right. And maybe for the, the final one, it can be like something about how it fits into the franchise. Like <laughs> damage to the um, franchise. Perfect. Those are the five categories: special effects, stories, characters, rewatchability, damage to the franchise. Perfect. All right, well, first up, special effects. Scorn, what do you think for Superman? For Superman? I mean, oh, the special effects are notoriously bad. Mm. Um, if I'm comparing movie to movie, though, I want to say Superman will be a two mm-hmm. out of five. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the, the thing. problem is, obviously, their budget got cut. So mm. they had to do the, the best that they could. And honestly, I, I feel like I was going to go with 2.5, mm-hmm. but then having your budget cut isn't really an excuse that should work for the viewer because I'm still watching the film. It doesn't matter if the budget got cut or not. Yes. I'm still going to watch the film and judge the film based on that. So I will also go a 2. I was going to give it a 2.5, but then mm-hmm. I said, fuck you, Superman. <laughs> Suck that Excellent. All right. I might go for two as well, because, yeah, that green screen work, honestly, is like a 0.5, but there's some particle effects that are okay, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I liked I liked them on the moon. I liked that the uh, space station thing where he saves them. That kind of looked good. I think the space station that they opened with was probably the best effects that they had. I agree with that. That opening was yeah. pretty cool. I liked Superman talking Russian. Yeah, that was cool. Although... Uh, sorry, bring up a thing. He he goes like, oh, you can sing in here. Wait, so was he listening to their conversation? He's got that super hearing, dude. 
but he has to tune everybody out, right? Otherwise, he's hearing every conversation that's going on everywhere. Yeah. So he had to have specifically tuned in to their conversation in the space station, right? Mm-hmm. So he was just earlier, he was just listening in, right? Yeah. yeah. He's good at what he does, man. I mean, Superman's a predator. We know this. <laughs> is, he, is he working for the US government? Mm. What is happening? I don't understand. Sorry, that's a random tangent I just went on. Uh, moving on from Superman being crit- and then of course he hears them in trouble and is like, oh shit, I better get. To I mean, work. he can see through uh, everyone's clothes at all times. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, I know, but like, but why is he creeping on the Russian satellite? That's the question. Why would you creep on the what? look? If I was Superman, that's the first thing I do. I'd be like, what are those Russians up to? Up in space? Fuck, you got you got me, yeah. man, Sandra. I can't argue with you on that one. Pretty sus, you know. Pretty sus. Uh, special effects with Jaws scoring. What do you think? Zero. Yep. <laughs> oh, a flat zero. Uh, look, no, no. Uh, look, zero, zero would probably constitute like a, a shadow puppet of a shark, maybe. You know, like... <laughs> but they have a sock puppet. Yeah. So maybe my initial zero was a bit brash. Um, fuck, one. No, I'll go one. I'll go one. A one? One for Jaws. All right. There were barely any effects apart from the shark, right? There was the plane. Mm. Was that an effect? I mean, it was like a green screen plane, probably. No, they just filmed a plane, right? At some point. Well, when they're inside the plane, that would be green screen. Oh, true. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a zero point five. Ooh, That's what I'm okay. Give it. okay. I'll go one as well then. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's atrocious, but there is at least one shot of the shark that looks watchable. Maybe two and three have better effects, and they are god awful. <laughs> yeah, and when you compare it to one, there's just like one's a masterclass, and so yeah. All right, story for Superman. Uh, which story? There's so many storylines. No, um, I'm going to break my rule and go 2.5. Oh. 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 That's pretty high up. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, I, didn't wanna, I just didn't want to lean into the twos too much either, you know? Yeah. Um, 2.5. I don't think many of these ratings are going to go over 2.5. Probably not. Wait, which story specifically did you like, like or least like the most? Look, I liked the... Um, Nuclear man. Mm. I liked him. He was cool. Yeah. He looked like a throwback wrestler. Yeah. That sort of kicked Superman through the moon or into the moon or buried him with a kick. I don't know. He did something. That was worth the extra 0.5. 0.5. Oh, oh shit. The point 0.5 is for nuclear man, though, who was great. <laughs> the rest of the plot lines I hated and I was upset most of this movie. So. I'm going to be very harsh on it. Yeah, Nuclear Man was pretty bad, but funny. The story of him grabbing all the nukes and throwing them into the sun, I feel like could have worked, but it was kind of preachy and badly done. You could rate it higher. I'm going to go two, I think. Yeah. Probably that brings that up to six then for story, but story for Jaws, I mean, come on. Yeah, there there isn't a story, so to speak. You know, there, there's just uh, a mashing together of shots that they tried to make work and turn into some weird Frankenstein of a movie. Yeah. That would be my 0.5. Yeah, uh, 0.5. Five out of five. Oh Definitely best no, story of okay. <laughs> why, why is the shark's motivation, abilities, and just everything was so stupid? It was. Also, they were tracking it. They were tracking it by the heartbeat. Yep. What? Yep. Because they plugged a thing into it. But did they ever explain why sometimes the heartbeat tracker would work and wouldn't other times? Did they ever touch on that? It was distance. No, because then there was that one time where, you know, he makes the comment like, it's either gone or your equipment's playing up again, and then the shark's right next to them. Oh, yeah. 
Well, the equipment could just be bad as well. Mm, okay. Uh, saying all of this out loud hurts me. I'm going to give this a one. <laughs> one. I love the idea of a shark wanting to revenge on a family. <laughs> I also love the idea of the psychic link. So I'm going to go two wow. because the premise, I think, is hilarious and could have been great. Um, characters for Superman. Well, it's got, you know, the iconic Superman in it. So even with the appalling performances from supporting cast, like it's got... It's got the most sort of well, uh, well adored version of Superman to this day. You know, like everyone else in that movie is the most forgettable shit. Mm. But you know, it is the world's Superman. Even again, when Henry Cavill's in conversation, people still say, "Oh, well, he's no Christopher Reeves." Yeah, you know, and, and I love Cavill. I think he's a fucking sensational Superman. But you're gonna have that whole army of people that are like Christopher Reeves or nothing. So. Yeah, he was, and to a lot of people, still is Superman. So characters, uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll go three, and that hurts a lot. Yeah, but that my whole character's rating is Superman alone. Mm, you know, true. It's a zero for all other characters, except maybe Nuclear Man. Yeah, who fucking rules. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of Superman's powers is carrying the entire character section yeah. on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I. Uh... I hated Lex, to be honest, and I hated yeah. the other Lex, the cousin Lex, and I, or, or nephew, whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, I yeah, hated the other bad guys who had like two scenes. You know what? The one character I didn't hate was the rich girl. Yeah, yeah, Lacey's cool. Yeah, I thought she was fine. Her motivations were pretty good. She was like, "Oh, hey." I'm kind of a spoiled kid, but I kind of want to get with the goody two-shoes. She comes around at the end as well. She, she realises that she's kind of been a little bit mean to everyone. But I just remembered. Nuclear Man takes her into space, which we know other humans need spacesuits in. That's true. Damn it, I remembered that. Just for that, I'm going to give this a one. <laughs> My immersion. Yeah, there's some wholesome moments with Reeve that, that I liked. There's moments with Lacey that I really like. Mark Go Kidder isn't... I think Erica Durrance from Smallville is my Lois Lane. I, I think she's probably the better yeah. performer that we've had for Lois. Oh, good pull. I respect that. But, you know, Mark Go Kidder's good. It's good to see her back as well because she got sidelined in three. I think she goes overseas for the majority of that movie. Ah, uh, yes. So she's only at the start and end. So they're great. I'll go three as well, I think. Rewatch, uh, no, characters then for Jaws is 0.5 for me. I'm, I'm already putting that out. Oof. <laughs> There's nothing here. Uh, characters for Jaws. I- I'm-, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Michael Caine, 0.5. We're going to give this a 1.5. <laughs> 0. 0.5 for the shark. One for Michael Caine. Yeah. Rewatchability, Superman, scorn. Well, because I was forced to rewatch it and didn't enjoy a second of it, the rewatchability was probably zero. Well, actually, no, Jaws will be my zero. I'm jumping in preemptively. Yep. Uh, Superman will be my 0.5. 0.5 for Superman. All right. You can rate them the same score, by the way. You can do zero, zero. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to Superman when comparing it to Jaws. That's true, that's true. This is the lowest bonus battle we've ever done. Like, this is the lowest <laughs> yeah, points anything's ever gotten. So, so bad. Okay, Jaws is like a 0.5. Mm. I'll give it two. Two to Superman. I liked the stupid Mimi stuff. I'm Like, if I was to watch the whole thing again, I would probably still watch four. In, in, in five or oh, ten years' time... I would have recovered from watching it, and I'll I'll stomach kick it again. A lot of the charm that comes from these Superman films is the campy, cheesy element. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I would agree with you, but if I'm going to watch a So Bad It's Good Superman-themed movie, I'm going to go Supergirl. So because of that, I'm just going to give Superman a one. Yeah. Uh, Jaws is just a zero. Never again. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. And then damage to the franchise to wrap it all up. Look, Superman probably gets like a one because it took him 19 years to make Superman Returns after this, so it killed the franchise for ages. Jaws has never come back mm. and never will come back, hopefully. So I'll go 0.5 for Jaws. <laughs> Yeah, like the damage to the franchise when it comes to Jaws is, you know, at this point immeasurable because we haven't seen another one since, correct? Yeah, like that yeah. was the last one, yeah? This is the last one. It hasn't killed shark movies, though. No. I think that was like every movie maker's like, fuck you to Jaws 4 as well. Every shark movie that came after Jaws 4 was just every shark movie lover's middle finger to Jaws 4 saying, you piece of shit, we'll show you how to do it. Yeah. So Jaws probably doesn't get very high up there. Obviously, Superman needed a reboot, which is uh, not great looking for this movie. I'll probably give it a one. It did really kill the franchise. It's a bit unfortunate because I would have liked to see a few more of this Superman. I'll give it a one as well, and then I'll give a zero to Jaws 4. It feels weird giving Jaws a zero when we're talking about damage to the franchise because part of my head goes like zero, you know, making it sound like... We didn't damage the franchise, but this was just such an absolute shit show. Should we be rating these higher to the amount of damage that they did to <laughs> oh, the franchise? Oh, true. <laughs> no, that wouldn't that wouldn't work with the rest of the ratings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as we're all we have that understanding. Yes. Yeah. That yeah by yeah. rating it zero <laughs> is the most damaging damage possible. Yeah. yeah great. Yeah. Uh, then then Jaws is a big fat juicy zero from me. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a nail in the coffin. Like no one wants to ever see another Jaws film made. No. Whereas Superman, there was still interest, you know? Yeah, so once once that cog turned in my head and I realised that I was having to watch Jaws 4 instead of Jaws 1 for this, like I was by myself and still let out an audible sigh. That goes to show how bad it is, yeah. Yeah. And then for Superman? One and a half to Superman for me. One and a half. And I feel like that's being generous, but Christopher Reeve, you know? The other thing with Superman as well, though, is like, yeah, we've gotten what, four Superman movies since this one came out? But even then, like, the studio was never going to make another solo Superman film, unfortunately. No, the whole, uh, you know, Snyderverse army of fans uh, are rallying for Man of Steel 2. Yeah. You know, we, we got Man of Steel 1. And as, you know, a DC fan, and, you know, I don't know what sort of allegiances your listeners have, but it is an unpopular opinion of mine that I love that film. I love... Man of Steel. I love the Snyderverse, you know. I, I will go on record and I will die on that hill. I even see its shortcomings. But as someone that sort of grew up on these comics and, you know, understood what Snyder was originally planning on the Superman arc, you know, Man mm. of Steel was intended to be this gritty movie of, uh, yeah. you know, Superman finding his way. And by the end of his arc, it was supposed to be this big, bright, hopeful tale of optimistic you know, it was supposed to be everything that people loved Reeves for. It just, we never got to see it. And I know I sound like every weeby little Snyder fan on the internet right now, but, you know, I, I, I wanted that film. I was initially, I like Men of Steel. I was initially very down on BVS, but I rewatched it this year before Justice League. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually not too bad. I actually quite like it. And then Justice League was great. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that four hour epic. Ooh. Yeah. I, I was thoroughly impressed because i watched the the original whatever cut they released it was so fucking garbage it was it was embarrassing Mm -hmm. and then watching this i i felt 
bad because yep. it's so much better. It's <laughs> so much better. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, how did they release the other one? This is That's why DC is behind Marvel, you know. 100%. they do shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, apologies for derailing that conversation. No, 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 that's fair, that's fair. Shout out to Snyder. Good on ya. Sure. Well, I mean, Army of the Dead was crap, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Army of the Dead's great. <laughs> but at this point, Snyder doesn't even give a fuck. He's just doing whatever makes his dick swing, you know what I mean? He doesn't care, bro. He's just out there having fun. <laughs> All right. The final points for the bonus battle. Superman's on 26 out of a possible mm-hmm. 57 points. So it wins with a lead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jaws is on... Uh, Jaws is on 9.5, so... <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Still too generous, I feel, but all good. 9.5 out of 57 is pretty bad. Yeah. Do you have time to stick around for one quick challenge, Scorn? Sure. Cryptic, but I like it. Because now it is time for raving reviews. This is the part of the show where I go to... Yeah, you like that? You're part of the show where we go to Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. No one else has complimented me, especially not Sandro. I hate it. It's from Rotten Tomatoes, the only place where I get my reviews, and very specifically not from the critics because they're all paid out shills. So true. These reviews are from the people... And as we know, a single person may be dumb, but a crowd, <laughs> a collective crowd's intelligence mm-hmm. is, is an average. Viva la hive mind, am I right? So I've gotten the, the best reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, but this week, because we did two films, this is a very special raving reviews, especially because this is a guest episode, because I don't think we've ever had a raving reviews guest episodes with two films. Uh, we have, but we haven't done it like this before. So this time, normally what happens is I will tell you the review, right? and you guys have to guess the score, which is from 0.5 to 5. But this week, there's an added bonus... Because you also have to guess which movie it's from. (laughs) Okay, shit. (laughs) Uh, Are we ready to go? Let's go. Yes, sir. All right. Tommy says, I think everyone was high when they made this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's it. (laughs) Oh, is that it? That's that's the review. Okay, got you. (laughs) Fuck. I think everyone was high when they made this movie. Sandro, what did you think... The, just the score was. Oh, just the score. Okay. Uh, I was in the middle. Two, two. Two out of five. Two out of five. All right. 1.5. Okay, Sandro, mm. what movie is it from? It better be Jaws. Oh, you're thinking Jaws. Okay, okay. Well, I guess to play devil's advocate, I'd go uh, Superman. I mean, we'd go the same. That's fine. No, but I feel, I mean, if I was to just sort of think about it. Oh, fuck. Okay, no, now that I do actually think about it. It's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, okay, Russian pseudo-propaganda, like Macho Man Randy Savage is the villain, you know, Letter to Santa, but it's Superman. Like, there's a lot of high-esque things going on in Superman, but, I mean, psychic connection to a shark with a vendetta does sound pretty baked. Yeah. So I'm, go- I'm going Jaws as well. All right. Okay. Well, it was from Jaws. Ooh, so you yes. both get a point. 
but it was one out of five. Ooh. You were very close, Scorn. So does that mean no one gets a point, not who is closer? No, no one gets a point. Right. This is a harsh game. <laughs> no, good. It is good. very unforgiving. But you're both on one, so that's good. That's yeah. good. Right on. Gerald says, very bad, <laughs> but better than three. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Fascinating. Ah. All right. Because <laughs> uh, Jaws 3 and Superman 3 suck. Yes, scored. What do you think they rated it? Two. Two. Better than three. Three would be like a 0.5, and then this would probably be like a one. What movie do you think this is from? Superman. There is no way Jaws 4 is better than Jaws 3. It, it might be, though. I looked at the plot for Jaws 3, and I was like, this sounds kind of bland, whereas Revenge is funny enough maybe to warrant it to be slightly better. And I know people who do like Superman 3. I, I know some people who mm. actually like that movie. I don't see it, but, you know, <laughs> they do. Uh, why is Richard Pryor the main character with stuff? I'm, I'll go Jaws for this one. All right. Well, it was Jaws. Fuck. So Sandro gets the point, but unfortunately it was 1.5. Oh. So neither of you get the point for that one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so Sandro takes the lead. All right. But maybe you can make up the difference with Jeremy saying not quite as terrible as the third oh one, God. but still pretty bad. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like it's just the same dude writing the same review under different aliases. No, this is Jeremy, not Gerald. Of course, of course. Okay, man. Just put what? on a fake mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sandro, what do you think Jeremy rated this? Um... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fucking one out of five. I'll go one. Ooh, one out of five. All right. Scorn. This has to be a 1.5 as well. Every other review's been 1.5, hasn't it? No, we had a one. Oh, fuck. Uh, there goes my reasoning. Just punched <laughs> a big hole in my logic. Yeah, yeah. I'll, no, well, I'll stick with it. I'll stick to my guns. 1.5. And what movie is this one from? I'll go Jaws again. Why not? It won me a point last time. And I'll go Superman because it didn't win me a point last round. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll be pleased to know it was from Superman. Right. Let's go. <laughs> so you were both right. It's a numbers game. And uh, But it was two out of five. Fuck, man. So much to track in this version of the game. I'm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a complicated one, but I believe uh, you're too old at this point. We are too so old, yeah. We're doing quite well. So we have Julian, which I'm sure is not another alias, who says, if you did a shot every time you seen a flub in this movie, you would be dead within an hour. <laughs> you see a flub? Flub, which is where they mess up the lines. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, Jaws is nothing but poorly delivered lines. Uh, that is true. But the real question is, Scorn, what did they rate this? <sighs> there was no one of like, sound mind and body that would rate either of these above a two at any point. So I feel like that gives us like a very small margin of error. <laughs> yeah, but you're, here's the thing. You're thinking of people with sound minds in the comment section of Rotten Correct, Tomatoes. Correct, yeah. Not the comment section of Rotten Tomatoes, right. I hate to break it to you, but you're, you're looking for logic in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Okay. I feel like therein lies a hint too. Let's go two and a half. Ooh. Two and a half. Uh, I'll go two. Uh, and what movie was it from? Jaws. Uh, because of the mispronunciation of <laughs> Nuclear Man, <laughs> I'll go Superman. <laughs> ah, that's very astute, very astute. 
Uh, unfortunately, it was 0. 0.5, oh. the lowest review possible. Uh, but it was for Jaws. Ah, there we go. For Jaws. Oosh. We have um, Flim, who said, This film is a winner in its own right. Huh. <laughs> That's it. All right. That's the review, huh? Is a winner in its own right. 3.5. 3. You're going 3. Okay. What movie? I still don't think anyone would give a positive review for Jaws, so I'll go Superman. <laughs> I, I, too, share that same reasoning for uh, Superman. It was Jaws. Oh, what? God. Damn. But it was 3.5, so Sandra hey. gets the point. Tied up again, three each. Shit the bed. All right, GG. Well played, well played. Uh, we have Catherine, who says, This movie was terrible. The plot made no sense, and the special effects were awful. <laughs> Avoid it all costs. <laughs> Scorn, what do you think they rated this? 0.5. I'm jumping on 0.5 as well. Yeah. But what movie, Scorn? Jaws. Uh, it's Superman. It was Superman. Hey. Fuck. It was Superman. <laughs> Has this person never seen Jaws? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiot. It was 0.5. It was 0.5. It was. So okay. I get a point for that one. Yep. We have Miguel who says, go see it if you like the, the feeling of being kicked in the nuts while having a metal stick which conducts electricity up in your ass. Ah, it's got to be 0.5 again, surely, surely. It has to be. Yeah, I agree. For a review like that, 0.5 for sure. But what movie? I really hope it's Jaws. As do I. Uh, you were both wrong. It was Superman. Oh. It was Superman. Hmm. But it was 0.5. Okay. It was 0.5. So another... Okay. Racking up those points. If it had been anything outside of 0.5 after a review like that, I would have been very surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you'll get this one, which is Hoss, who says... You'd get more entertainment from yanking out your own fingernails or sniffing your dog's steaming turn. What the fuck are these reviews? <laughs> That's got to be a 0 0.5. It has to be, right? <laughs> it has to be, right? It has to be. Oh, dear. I'll go one because part of me is like you wouldn't put 0 0.5 in a row. I wouldn't put 0 0.5 a third time in a row. That would be <laughs> you would ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> um, and what movie did it come from? It has to be Jaws, man. All these reviews have to be Jaws. The only <laughs> counter-argument is that they've never seen fucking Jaws 4. That is a good counter-argument, though, and that's why I'm going to go Superman, because I'm starting to think not many people have seen Jaws 4. Yeah, touche. All right, unfortunately, Sandro, ah. this is 0 0.5. Let's go. And it's from Jaws. Ooh. Let's go. The double whammy. Two points. You take the lead. It was good. We have two more left. We have Greg. Uh, who says, should be terrible one-star movie, but it's not The Last Jedi, so I give it two stars. <laughs> I objectively hate this review. As a Last Jedi fan, Ooh. I like that movie. Ooh. Uh, I, I'm going to first of all say, fair opinion, but fuck you, mm -hmm. Greg. Yeah. And fair enough. if it isn't two, I will rewatch whatever movie th it is. Like, they... The answer can't be two, because that's too obvious. 2.5. Ooh, you go 2.5. All right, Sandro, what movie is this from? Uh, if they're comparing it to Star Wars, it's going to be something a bit more popular, and I'll go Superman 4 because of that. Yeah, I think the bigger franchise here would be the Superman, and if they're comparing big franchise to big franchise, I'll agree, Superman. All right, well, it was Superman. Yeah. It was Superman, so you both get a point. And, of course, oh. it was two out of five. They <laughs> said it in the review. <laughs> Tying it up. Let's go. So what's the scores at the moment, Sandro? We're both on eight points. You're both Ooh. on eight points. 
Very interesting. So you're all tied up for the last one. Mm. I have Richard, who says, A very bad movie. Save your money. Watch the original. In terms of ratings, very bad. One out of five. One also. And then Sandro, what movie? Um, Jaws, actually. I'll go Jaws. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I've got to go Superman if we want to go tiebreaker, because otherwise we'll just both be wrong again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, you're both going the exact same score and exact same thing. You can tie. That's perfectly fine. No, there needs to be a winner. All right. Well, it was 1.5. Oh. You both were very close. And can I get a drum roll, please? A <laughs> The sexy drum roll. No. <laughs> It was George. Hey, shit. Hey. hey. So Sandro wins the last point. Wow. Must feel good. That's the episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Scorn. Absolute pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, if people want to check out your stuff, let us know what you do. Let us know where you do it. There'll be links in the description as well. I uh, I stream. <laughs> Send me full time on Twitch, Scorn Gaming. Can't miss me. Scorn with a K, though, because I'm edgy. And uh, branching out into YouTube too, same name. A variety of horror games, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if it's scary, I'll play it. All right, links in the description to check that out, uh, as well as links to mm-hmm. our Instagram, our Facebook page, our email address. You can let us know what you think of either of these two movies if you want. Also, our review of Police Academy 5 is up on Patreon because people wanted us to keep watching that franchise, so we are. it's up there. $5 tier onwards is where you can grab it. Link in the episode description as well. Uh, Zach, you're picking next week's movie. So what movies do I have to choose through? You've got two options for next week. The first option is The Lost Boys. Oh. oh. Movie about a family that moved to a small town. They are then pulled into a dangerous world full of bikers, vampires, and vampire hunters. Whoa. Yes. Then your other option is The Living Daylights. The first of two Timothy Dalton James Bond movies. Mm. Where he's got to stop arms dealers who want to start a world war. Mm. Vampires of Bond. What do you think? This is a this is a tricky choice. Scorn, what are you thinking? Oh, if you don't go to Lost Boys, I'm going to smack the shit out of you, which is going to oh, make for shit. a really awkward first meeting. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, indeed. Well, I have been threatened with physical violence, Sandro, uh, so I think my hands uh, are tied. Uh, well, it's not like we plan these in advance and already have a guest for James Bond. I think you might have to take one for the team, Zach. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll have to take the slap, and I'll have to go with James Bond. That was my next guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I at least got that. So next week, Living Daylights. But Lost Boys, we should do that as well at some point. Have you seen it, Scott? Oh, bro, that, yeah, that's a staple in my uh, movie sort of wheelhouse. Uh, We wrap up the show usually with the best quote from the movie that we just saw, but we saw two movies and we didn't really take many notes for either of them. So I don't know. Do we have quotes to wrap the show up with? I I have a quote. What what quote do you have, Sandro? I've got the dude of steel. Yeah, yeah, that's a good quote. That's a good quote. Mine's from Jaws and it goes, um, Hey, it is me, the Jaws. I have come to get revenge on the family that has forsaken me. I'll get you one day with my psychic powers. I remember that quote from the film, yeah. It's actually my favourite too. Yeah, it's a good quote. It's a good quote. Scorn, do you have any from the Man of Steel that you quite like? No. Ah. There was not one memorable or quotable line from that film, other than I think Lex saying, do you know what the sun is? It's a giant nuclear bomb or something. I don't know. (laughs) 
That's pretty good. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. He does say that. I was wondering where he was going with that. Yeah, it just sort of is very ambiguous and left open-ended. Oh, and also, roar, I'm a shark. <laughs> yeah, roar, I'm a shark. <laughs> yeah. That was good. 